Oh, what do you know? What is up? Welcome back to the Side Conversations podcast. It's me. I'm by myself today. Got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of a lot of weird things happened last night. Um, I was actually in the ER for a few hours. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but the ER is one of the weirdest, dirtiest, strangest, most stressful places on earth. But we'll get into that later. Uh, make sure to go check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash side conversations podcast. Check us out on Instagram at side conversations podcast on Twitter at side convo. And you can also, uh, pretty much find anything you want there. Yeah. Hit us up, ask us questions, uh, things you want to see on the show. So diving into what happened for me being at the uh, hospital, wasn't anything too serious. Uh, so don't get too wrapped up into that. Uh, I was actually playing basketball with a bunch of my friends and then, uh, I had the ball in my hand. This guy came down with his knuckles and slapped the ball out of my hand. And that led to, uh, like the base of my fingers getting so swollen and it felt like, I mean, every time I moved it or touched it, did anything with it, it felt terrible. So I figured, you know, something was fractured, which was my biggest concern. I didn't want anything to be broken, obviously. So I came home, showered, saw, was thinking if it would go away, nothing happened. So I was like, okay, well, it still hurts. So I'm just going to go get it checked out at the ER. So I head down to the ER and uh, hands pretty swollen at this point. I mean, I, I am I am full swell at this point. I walk up to the lady, you know, at the front desk and she's like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey, um, she's like, what do you need help with? And I was like, well, I hurt my hand and I need to, to make sure it's not broken because it feels pretty messed up. She goes, okay, uh, yeah, let me see it real quick. So I pick my hand up. Keep in mind, I mean, it is swollen. It is messed up. First thing she says, right off the jump, she looks me right. She looks right at it and just goes, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, thanks. That's that's gonna calm me down. Yeah, that's not gonna bother me. The fact that a trained medical professional is looking at my hand, saying, "Oh my god," that that's gonna calm me down. Appreciate it. She was like, "Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Um, we're gonna have to start getting, you know." your vitals, we're going to, you know, have to start pulling information, blah, blah, blah. So we do the whole process and then they get all that. And then what do you know? I wait, you wait and wait and wait. I don't even know why they call it the emergency room. Cause if you're there, you're going to wait. So obviously nothing's really much of an emergency. I guess you just really have to like end up in an ambulance, which sucks. But I mean, that's the fastest way to get care. I start, I got there at like seven, didn't leave till about 12 midnight. Yeah, so she already, you know, throws me through a loop. And so I sit down, and there are just so many babies everywhere. I don't I don't know why. I don't know if it's, like, baby season. I don't know if it's, you know, bring your kid to the ER day. I don't know. There are so many babies in the ER. They are literally everywhere. I mean, I look left, there's a baby. I look right, there's a baby. There's tall ones, skinny ones, fat ones, round ones. Uh, I mean, you name it. Any type of baby, it's in there. And 
they're screaming and they're crying and they're, you know, just doing baby things. And it's very unbearable. But um, it's pretty interesting to see, like, children. They're getting... It, it, it makes you think, you know, when you when you really watch kids. You know, you, you think, like, was I either this smart or was I really this dumb as a child? Obviously, you're a child, so you don't have a grasp on, on many things. But when you... When you Look at, so I was watching this kid, right? Uh, that sounds really, really weird. I was, obviously, I was sitting in the, the emergency room, sitting in the, the general, you know, population lobby, just waiting on a doctor. And this child, I mean, she must have been like a year, maybe two years, if that. And uh, her mom pulled out hand sanitizer. And she was, she puts the hand sanitizer on the kid. And she was like, uh, you know, she she kept putting her hands on her face because she liked the way it smelled. And, you know, she was having a good little time, blah, blah, blah. She was like, Mom, I want more. Mom was like, well, you can't have more. I'm not going to give you any more. She was like, Mom, more. She was like, no, I'm not going to give you more hand sanitizer. So she was like, all right, whatever. She kind of forgets about it. She starts walking around. And then she finds a trash can. And her mom's like, hey, get away from that trash can. She's like, no, no, no. You know, she's just doing baby things. And then she she touches the trash can. And when she touches the trash can, her mom starts freaking out. And she was like, get back here. So the baby comes back. And then she gives the kid hand sanitizer because obviously her hands are dirty. And then as I was watching it, I, you almost notice this light bulb go off in this girl's head. You know, this child's head. She's like, oh, wait a second. If I touch that... I get more hand sanitizer. So you you can almost see like the wheels turning in her head. And she gets the hand sanitizer, she rubs it in. You know, she's she's having a grand old time. She's laughing, she's smiling. And she said, Mom, more. She's like, no, I'm not going to give you any more. And she's like, Mom, more. And the mom's like, no, I'm not going to give you any more. And that's when she almost like looks at me. And then she kind of like gives like the little eyebrow raise. Like she's like, yo, watch this shit right here. She turns around, walks all the way over to the trash can, looks back at her mom and just grabs the rim of the trash can. And there it is. Her mom starts freaking out. Get back here. Get back here. Okay. So she waddles on over. And what do you know? She gets the hand sanitizer. And at this point, she's just rubbing it in, looking around, smiling at people like, yo, I just finessed this woman. She looks at me again, the little, the little baby, and like, I know what she's up to. It's, it clicked with me, but her mom still doesn't get it. And me and the baby are like, yo, what? I was like, yo, how did you, like, we were speaking through our head. I was like, yo, how'd you pull that off? And the baby's like, yo, you want to see me do it again? All right, check this out. Dude, the baby, right when it got the hand sanitizer, goes, mom, more more she's like no she's like mom more she's like no just instantly just okay turns around (laughs) walks right back to the trash can and grabs the trash can again and then you know obviously your mom finally caught on but i mean it's amazing to see how smart these kids are getting And and it was really cool to see how a kid was smart without having you know to touch technology touching tablets and stuff like that and that was just the craziest thing. Like the 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 baby was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get what I want," because they they finally understand. Like, okay, if this if I do this, I get this, and if I do that, I I get that. 
it was just pretty interesting to watch, you know. I felt like I was, like, overseeing a science lab, you know. There are kids running around, falling down, standing up. Some would cry when they fall down, some wouldn't. You're, like, studying these children. <laughs> yeah, in the ER. Yeah, but, um, yeah, the, I mean, it is, besides all the children, I mean, it's a, if anyone knows if they ever had a profession where they deal with medical patients or they deal with trauma or, you know, EMTs, EMS, or if anybody's ever worked in a hospital, you would know what I'm talking about um, when we get into, uh, you know, like emergencies. Because, I mean, yes, it is the emergency room. So, so things were going on, you know, stuff that I was not prepared for whatsoever. Um, so I was sitting down waiting, um, you know, waiting for someone to come grab me. And I see a young kid walk in. I mean, I mean, I, I know he's young because he looks young, but the kid was like freaking 6'3", you know? He was one of those kids that was just huge. So he comes like running in. He's like panting and he's freaking out. And then um, his dad, well, I'm assuming it's his father. But at the time I was like, that's probably his dad. And it turns out it was his dad. So whatever. Um, he kind of like stumbles in. I mean, he's loud. He's like, oh, man. Oh man, hey, hey, and I, I mean, he sounded hammered, like hammered drunk, and I was like, yo, what is this guy doing here, super drunk, probably did something stupid while he was drinking, you know, uh, and what he was, he kept screaming, and he was like, he was like, oh, it burns, it burns, it burns, it burns, it burns, and I was like, okay, this guy's probably playing with some, like, old fireworks again, because we just had the 4th of July, like, maybe blew something up in his hands and burned himself or did something. But what happened was he got stung by a bee and he was deathly allergic. And his wife comes running up, freaking out like, Oh, Phil, 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 Phil. That, that's not his name, obviously, but you know, for dramatic effect. Um, and he's freaking out. He's like stumbling. He's slurring his words. You can tell that the, whatever, uh, is in that sting is finally getting to him. And, you know, he's just, like, cussing and freaking out. And the doctors are like, how allergic is he? And they're like, oh, he's super allergic. And he's trying to go back and forth. And they just throw him on a wheelchair and, you know, take him right out. I never never saw the guy again, you know. I mean, for the night, obviously. I'm sure he's fine. You know, the doctors definitely took care of him. But, I mean, it's such a high-stress situation when it's something so small, you know. And, uh... uh Another thing that was like crazy uh, that I saw while I was sitting in the the ER, uh, it was like really really calm, really really calm. You know, nobody was really doing anything. It finally died down. They were just pulling patients, and uh, a guy in a wheelchair, uh, like comes rolling up, uh, and he, I mean he's all bandaged up, he's bloodied, his hands are all nasty, and uh, the doctors are like, yo, like what the hell happened to you? And he's like, oh, I was working on my car and, you know, I just, I, he said something where he was holding a wrench and a screwdriver and I kind of, you know, put two and two together that he was like, I was pushing down on one side, pushing down on the other and then basically skipped it off whatever he was working on the screwdriver and it went straight through his hands. So he was all bandaged up and bloodied, but that wasn't the crazy part, you know? So he sits down not too far in the, you know, him and, you know, people just started having casual conversation and whatnot. And uh, one of them asks the guy, you know, he was like, uh, 
well, how long have you been, you know, in a wheelchair? Because the guy looked pretty young, you know. He had, he was, you know, he looked about 25 max, you know, very thin facial hair, looked super young, you know. He seemed, uh, you know, just like one one of us at our age. He's like, how, how long have you been in a wheelchair, man? Um, he's like, well, I haven't been in a wheelchair very long because the guy, you know, normally after a long time when you're in a wheelchair, your legs will start to degrade and you'll have like, really thin legs, you won't have a lot of muscle on them, you know, it'll kind of like wear away, but he had like pretty good sized legs, pretty good sized, good sized calves, and you know, they were like, it doesn't seem like it's fresh, like did you hurt yourself and end up in the wheelchair, or like what's going on, and he was like, oh no, well, um, I was supposed to have a back operation done when I was in Maryland, when I got the back operation done, I came up off the table unable to use my body from the waist down. And that just sent the craziest chill, you know, through my spine. No pun intended, unfortunately. Um, he, which is crazy because, you know, I mean, the guy is literally paralyzed down, you know, waist down after an operation that was supposed to be taken care of by professionals. And that, um, you know, the, the doctors and the nurses caught wind of it and they came over and they started asking him questions like, what happened, this and that, and... and um, God, I mean, it, it, it just freaked me out knowing that, uh, this guy went into surgery expecting to just have like routine surgery and came out, you know, not being able to walk, uh, definitely makes you kind of afraid to be under the needle. I don't know if any of you guys have ever, uh, experienced surgery. I mean, I've never had a, a surgery, but I can only imagine, um, what those guys are going through. You know, you're supposed, you're just, you know, they give you all this advice that everything's going to be okay. And then waking up to something like that, I mean, that would be whew, too much for me. All in all, though, the guy was super cool. I mean, he's he's fighting the case right now. And I mean, I, I told him, man, yo, if, if I was in your position, boy, I'd be rich. There's no way you're going to take away my legs in an operation and not expect me to sue the state, the doctors, the hospital, the schools they went to, their teachers, man. I'm going all the way back. But, um, yeah, I mean, just going into an ER, man, it's, it's, uh, it's just a weird vibe, you know? And, I, and it, it pulls this quote from a, a random quote from a doctor who said, you know, the ER in working in a hospital is one of the weirdest uh, experiences because in one room, somebody's life is just beginning. In another room, somebody's life is just ending. And then two rooms down from that, there's probably a guy with something weird stuck up his ass, which I thought <laughs> is really hilarious. But that just shows you how complex uh, that environment is, you know, because things are happening all around us every single day that we don't even know about. You know, we don't notice the things that go on. And I mean, if you want to just see, I mean, just worry, pain, there's eventfulness, like crazy stuff is going on. Go go work in a medical profession. Profession. I mean, big respects and props to those guys who uh, hold it down for uh, us and take care of us. I mean, I was taken care of by great people. You know, they knew what they were doing. They were on top of their stuff. The way they were reacting to all these situations, you know, they were doing their job and they were doing um, amazing things uh, for people. And I think that's one thing a lot of people take uh, for granted you know, because in certain places that's not going on, you know, it is a very, very long wait. And the fact that we can just walk into a room and be taken care of, you know, by, by professionals is, is a great thing. So, um, 
kind of to stray away from the more seriousness of that topic. So I know before we've talked about uh, kids and like electronics and stuff and how people, it almost seems to like people we've uh, are like babying their children too much, you know, and I saw a really, really cool example of that when I was actually waiting in the ER, uh, a, a small family, you know, walked in, uh, and, uh, you know, there was, uh, two daughters, him and his wife, and they came in and they were sitting down there, you know, handling their business or whatever. And, um, the kid had an iPad, you know? So, I mean, me, I was like, whatever, you know, more kids with an iPad, big whoop, like, whatever they but they were super you know they were very calm they were quiet they were collected you know they weren't causing a problem or anything so i was like okay whatever and then uh i noticed the girl was playing the little girl i mean she must have been like five or six she was playing checkers right and uh i was like okay i mean it's not like she's just like some crazy addictive arcade game that's probably just gonna drive this person nuts but uh but so she's playing she's playing she's playing doing whatever and then uh, her dad was like, yeah, hey, uh, let's play against each other. So I, I'm sitting a few feet away so that I can, like, watch the game. And, dude, this guy was crushing his daughter. Like, no remorse for anything. Just beating her ass in checkers. It was hilarious. And that that was, like, such a a relieving feeling to see like him just beat her at video games and stuff and not take it easy and be light. Like, dude, I can't like, she was making all the moves and he was just crushing her like (laughs) at checkers. And I mean, as weird as that may sound like it was, it was cool, you know, to see a parent, you know, making their kid earn something. And it's, it's really weird because it's small. Like a lot of people might not understand that small. It's a, it's a iPad video game. Yeah, no big deal. But that really sets a standard. And I think that's where, um, we, what we neglect as a whole, you know, especially as like a generation is, and as our generation gets older, we're obviously going to have kids. And in a world full of uh, participation trophies, it's, it's hard to find someone who's gonna really hold their child accountable, uh, you know, and I, I feel like that guy is gonna do great things, and he's gonna raise his kids to be winners, you know, and that are gonna try hard, but yeah, I think that was just, like, one of the really, really interesting things uh, that I saw in there, and I mean, dude, I watched him beat her ass, like, six or seven times at Checkers, and I mean, she was about to rage quit, and, uh, you know, her, her mom tried to like hop in and was like, Oh, you know, let let me, let me go in like, uh, here, how about I just play you? Right. And she was like, okay. She was like, yeah, I don't want to play dad anymore. And she was like, yeah, just play with me. So mom steps up to the plate and absolutely crushes her (laughs) too. That poor little girl, you know, that poor little girl, but I'll tell you what, that little girl's going to grow up to be a winner. So big shouts out to those parents who are uh, holding it down. Yeah, very, very appreciative of seeing something like that happen. All right, so I figured I'd take the uh, last uh, few minutes. I know it's been a very short podcast, but I mean, I'm by myself, and I can only talk to myself for so long before I either start sounding crazy or the people uh, who live next to me think I'm going crazy. So I figured I'd just take a few things uh, people have asked me and uh, answer those questions. So right now, uh, Faina Zhang aka pineapple eater on instagram hit me up it's not really a question but it says 
Do you ever realize that as the Earth rotates and each country gets sunrise, there's a wave of morning wood circling the globe? <laughs> that is pretty funny if you think about it. I mean, guys, especially you guys definitely know um, what's going on with that. Uh, and if you think about it, if like really think about the globe and then try not, you know, <laughs> it just looks like a wave. Yeah, that's actually uh, very interesting. I'm very glad that you uh, brought that up. So, yeah, thanks for ruining, you know, the way the world rotates for me. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, hey, if you haven't thought about it, now you're thinking about it. All right. Let's see. Jay Chauvin, 96. What's up, girl? Uh, she asked, is it PetSmart or Pet smart. Wow. Very good question. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, that's a really tough question. No, it's pet smart, I think. That's something you probably have to Google. But if you're going to... I don't, yeah, no, it's definitely... It's not pet smart. It's pet... No, wait. Now that I read that shit... Yeah, it's PetSmart. PetSmart. Because it's a marketplace. Oh, damn. You know what? I This is just already hurting my brain. We're just, I'm going to go with PetSmart and leave it at that. Another question she asked is, sleeping nude or with clothes? All right, now, we're actually going to break this down to a science because I've heard mixed emotions and answers with other people. So... Sleeping with clothes the way I sleep, obviously I sleep with shorts and no t-shirt. It all depends. If it's hot, I always go like no t-shirt. Sometimes uh, if I'm like, if it's really cold or I'm just feeling comfortable, I'll just hop in with like a t-shirt. But I'm a sweaty guy, so like I sweat all the time. And I know, I know if you guys are out there that are listening and you know you sweat, you know what I'm saying? You know exactly what I'm going through. And you wake up and it's like hot, especially if you have nice blankets too. Like, I don't like being under, like, a lot of blankets. I like one blanket. That's it. I can't be under a lot of stuff. But, like, sleeping, it depends, too. Like, you can't just sleep naked anywhere. You know, people are hopping in pools and getting, like, weird bugs and infections in places they shouldn't be getting. So you got to be careful with, with sleeping nude. I mean, that's, like, a every now and then thing that I might, I might you know, take everything off and go to bed. But other than that, no, I, I just sleep with shorts on because... I'm just the most comfortable with that. All right. Shamir Exantis. You can find him on Instagram at S-H-A-M-I-R-E-X-A-N-T-U-S. Uh, asked a question, what if men didn't have an alpha male complex? Would men be better off or worse and why? And, you know, this is like kind of a, a bit of a a more serious question, but a pretty, pretty good question nonetheless because... Uh, in the profession that we are in, which is the military right now, um, the alpha male complex of being top dog is, uh, in my opinion, a necessity in only in certain points, though. Uh, being alpha or quote unquote alpha, we'll use it as, you know, that way. Um, it has its pros and cons. You know, every group of people, I believe, needs a leader. You know, you can't just have a bunch of people running around making their own decisions, you know, 
because then it would the, everything would kind of get jumbled up. But even if you did, right? You say you did just leave people to go around and do their own things. Eventually, there will arise a leader. It's very normal. That's just how humans, animals, everybody works. And you look at the wolf pack. You know what I mean? There's an alpha male, and you know he leads the pack. He calls the shots. He he does you know what they're supposed to do. And and not even comparing it to a wolf. That's just uh, animalistic nature, people, you know, human nature for a, a leader to arise. But when it becomes a problem is when, uh, the, the, or the mindset is everyone needs to have the mentality. I believe that it, it's a con in that, uh, in a society or an organization where they strictly promote everyone to be alpha and everyone to be the most badass everyone to be the biggest, strongest, craziest, you know, biggest leader, that can have its problems because then there's conflict up the chain. You know what I mean? There are going to be people who are going against the top leader, and there are going to be people who want that spot. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting the alpha spot, but you got to understand your place. There's a role everybody needs to take. If you're not in charge, right, if you are not the alpha of the group, then understand and just play your role and be productive in that organization, group, or society that you live in, you know? And when your time comes, then if, you know, you are fit to serve that role, then, you know, you can step up to the plate like that. Um, would we be better off without it? Uh, would men be better off without it? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying, like, men are, like, Men and women aren't equal or anything. I'm not trying to say it like that, but uh, please, I hope you're not taking it like that because that's not what I'm trying to say. I, I definitely believe we're, you know, we're equal people. But I feel like men would have, uh, we'd be better off if uh, it was more like assigned, but that's just society. No one's really assigned that uh, in life. Like you're not going to be born and someone's going to tell you, hey, you're the alpha male, you're in charge. All right, cool. And, and someone else isn't going to be born and be like, hey, you're not going to be the alpha male. You're just going to be the one who listens. Okay. Um, I feel like we need to, uh, as like males and men, we have to develop that, uh, thought process that it's okay to not be top dog all the time, you know, because now in society and the world we live in, you know, people, you know, in the movies, everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be Rocky. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what it is. Everybody wants to be Rocky Balboa and everybody wants to be Rambo. You know, nobody wants to be the tech guy. You know, nobody wants to be the guy behind the computer telling him the the routes to take. Nobody wants to be the guy who's collecting the intelligence for Rocky to go in or like, you know, Rambo to go in and do that. Nobody wants to be Rocky Balboa's trainer. You know, nobody wants to be Rocky Balboa's nutrition nutritionist. They all just want to be Rocky. But they got uh, us as like, you know, Men in society, we have to realize that we cannot all be Rocky. We all have to play our roles. We can't all be Rambo, you know what I'm saying? Because then, you know, if, if we're so caught up on the alpha mindset, uh, mindset and we're so focused on being number one, we miss out on other opportunities and other ways for us to develop uh, uh, into good leaders, well-rounded men, and productive members of society. So, um yeah, definitely. Uh, the alpha mindset is, uh, it's strange, man. You know, it, it's good to be a leader, but being, uh, you know, 
you gotta, you know, you gotta want it. You have to prove it, and people have to listen. That's the thing, because anyone can go around and say, you know, I'm top dog, I'm this, I'm that. It, but it, then again, it's just like uh, an out of shape guy who's never stepped in the weight room, going to Dick Sporting Goods, buying a Nike shirt that says Beast Mode, and then wearing it around everywhere. You know what I mean? That you, you know, that guy's not Beast Mode. He's never gone Beast Mode. You know what I'm saying? But in his head, he's like, yeah, I go, I go hard. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter what he says. It matters what the people beneath him or around him think. And uh, if they're willing to, you know, you know, follow him and listen to him and, and do uh, what he says. That's that's what being alpha is about, is being strong and confident for people to follow and listen. So yeah, man, that's uh that's what I that's my take on that. Uh, if you agree, disagree, anybody, you want comments, you want more to talk about, you know, you can definitely leave. Uh, a dm in there you can leave a comment one thing i always like to shout out at the end of a podcast is the national suicide prevention hotline that's 1-800-273-8255 you can also dial that for the veterans crisis line and just press one and you'll come in contact with real people who are there to help you out and talk to you they're not a machine they're real people and you know uh, if you're feeling alone you know you got brothers sisters friends mothers daughters uh, anybody to talk to, you know, you can always hit me up. You can find me at Kevin Ray DeAnda on all social media. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at side convo on Instagram at side conversations podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Oh, whoops. I just said that you can find us on uh, Apple podcast and you can find us on Spotify. Give us a follow, give us a listen. Um, you know, if you have questions you want to ask, drop them in the, the inbox and we'll definitely talk about them. You know what I mean? So, Other than that, yeah, I guess I'll see you next week. Peace.